Hi, welcome to Panel Breakouts, mini-episodes between Unstable Molecules podcasts which take a quick peek at early Marvel comics and comic history. I'm Gary Hollingsby, and I've been looking at the comics that fed into the Marvel style that launched its superhero universe in the early 1960s. Homer the Happy Ghost was a bi-monthly kids' humour comic that ran for 22 issues between 1955 and 1958. It was clearly another of Goodman's copycat titles, obviously ripping off Harvey Comics' Casper the Friendly Ghost. Casper was a popular character who first appeared as an animated short in 1945, moved into television in 1950 after 55 theatrical shorts, and St John Publishing, comics publisher, had originally published a Casper comic based on the animations. In 1952, Harvey Comics acquired the rights and introduced a cast of supporting characters like the ghostly trio, um, Nightmare the Horse and Wendy the Good Little Witch. And the comics must have been successful because Casper quickly appeared in other comics like Casper and Friends, Casper and Nightmare, Casper's Ghost Stories and Casper and the Ghostly Trio. Other companies also tried to cash in on the funny ghost type of comic and you've got titles like Timmy the Timid Ghost by Charlton, Spunky the Smiling Spook, uh, Mighty Ghost and Super Spook which were three separate titles by Ajax. There was Spencer Spook by ACG Comics and also Little Ghost. And it looks like Atlas was one of the last companies or one of the later companies to produce a ghost, a funny ghost title. Homer the Happy Ghost had Stanley writing scripts and Dan DiCarlo, who went on to become a long-time Archie cartoonist. And this is clearly a comic aimed at young kids, probably pre-teens or very early teens, and it is a very cartoon book. Homer as a character is far more mischievous than Casper, and he's far more like a character like Dennis the Menace. And he, unlike Casper with the Harvey comics, he has a, a wider cast of supporting characters from the word go. He has, um, and, the, and the characters in the book are characters like Zelda the Scatterbrained Witch, who later gets called the Wacky Witch, Gobby the Greeny Goblin, Snappy the Ghost Dog, Duggan the Dead End Ghost, Melvin the Mixed Up Ghost, there's Invisible Irwin, who's another ghost, Mama and Papa Ghost, and then in minor roles, you have um, a range of girl ghosts like Annie, Peggy, Susie. But later on, it's Alice the girl ghost who becomes more or less a regular later on in the run. Each issue of the comic had five or six page main Homer story, usually involving Homer and his ghostly pals. And then mostly one page comedy sketches focusing on Duggan or Zelda, Mama and Papa Ghost, Snappy... Um, Irwin, um, so all the characters got their, their time in the sun. Melvin, however, tended to get longer stories. And you can dip into a Homer comic anywhere. If you start at issue one, which has a March 1955 cover date, the, the, it, the first story begins with Homer's family moving into an abandoned house with their pet dog, Snappy. And what's interesting about Snappy is he has the same, it visually looks the same as the dog from the old Ang, our gang little rascals um, comedies he's got the, the ring around his eye in the first story the family move in Homer encounters, 
uh, encounters Duggan, who's an Edward G. Robinson tough guy, child ghost, wearing a sort of a jaunty comedy hat. He then meets Melvin with his centre-parted hair, and there's an invisible Irwin who turns up, who's effectively a floating hat and glasses. We meet Zelda, the green-skinned witch, who's got um, a sharp, twisted-down nose, um, who we're told can cast spells but doesn't really remember how to undo them. In the middle of the story, there's a typical sort of Casper-esque um, scene where a policeman meets Homer and puts his hand through him, is terrified and runs away. And the story ends with Melvin explaining that Zelda, the wacky witch, can't help Erwin become visible because Erwin is invisible because Zelda cast a spell on him to make him invisible and can't undo it. Later in the issue, we're introduced to Gobby the Goblin, who's the only sort of bad character amongst the regulars. And he's really less like a goblin than an elf. We also meet Mummer and Papa Ghost, who have a stereotypical relationship. He's the small, lazy, henpecked husband, and she's the large, rolling-pinned nag. And even Snappy the dog, the ghost dog, gets a one-page story where a dog catcher's chasing him. Issue 1 works as a great introduction to the characters of Homer's world. And if you jump forward to the final issue, which is number 22 in November 1958, the the main story in that issue acts as, a, as an end piece um, before that you get a story with a giant dinosaur which was a, a staple of Atlas stroke Marvel at the time but the, the final story really the final big story with um, Homer involves um, the family Homer's family inheriting money and they go on a spending spree and buy lots of um, expensive things um, and alienate all of their friends and the, and the local community only to find out that the money is confederate and worthless. And this causes the family to leave town on a freight train. And they sort of talk about not coming back for a hundred years. So it, it ends as a sort of end piece um, on the whole comics, comic run. Why I think Homer the Happy Ghost is worth reading is that it shows off Stanley's skills as a writer of comedy. Lee had written humorous comics since the early 40s, particularly animal funny books with characters like Little Lester, Ziggy Pig and Silly Seal and he drew on sort of um, the, the movies the radio, the, the animated comedies that he'd grown up with. There's a really interesting book called um, Stan Lee and the Rise and Fall of the American Comic Book that I do recommend and in it Lee is quoted as saying, I love humour comedy is one of the highest forms of entertainment Everything is characterization, but I'm not turned on by just jokes. It's got to mean something. And I think Lee is, was, was great at using dialogue to enhance characterization and developed through the, the comedy books um, a sort of irreverent, semi-ironic style with visual gags and wacky antics that you can see sort of feed directly into the later Marvel superhero comics. Thanks for listening to Panel Breakouts. There's a full episode of Unstable Molecules coming soon, looking at Atlas Comics, War and Romance titles. Before then, I'm sure there'll be one or two more Panel Breakouts looking at the early days of the Marvel Comics superhero universe. <laughs>